Learn Japanese Grammar. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the grammar portion of JapanesePod101.com's All About Series. Oh, no, not grammar. <laughs> now, I'm sure some listeners are having the very same reaction about right now. <laughs> But we're here to tell you there's nothing to worry about. We've made Japanese grammar so simple that you'll wonder what all the fuss was about. You'll be surprised to learn that in comparison with English or other foreign language, some parts of Japanese grammar are amazingly easy. Easy, you say? I think it's possible. And we're about to show you. Okay, so let's get started. First, what we want to do is take a look at English. If you think for a moment about how English works, you'll be able to see in what ways Japanese is different. For one thing, English is an SVO language. Peter, what does SVO stand for? There you go, you're starting with the acronyms. <laughs> SVO stands for Subject, Verb, Object. Basically, that means that in an English sentence, the subject always comes first, followed by the verb, and then the object, if there is one. That's how English sentences are put together. Can we have an example? Sure. I eat fruit. That's the English sentence. I is the subject or the one doing the action. Eat is the verb or the action taking place. And lastly, fruit is the object that receives the action. So, S, V, O. Subject, verb, and object. And that's where Japanese is a little different. Right. Japanese is what's called an SOV language. Subject, object, and verb. So, the position of the object and verb are reversed in Japanese compared to English. The important thing to notice here is that the verb comes at the end. So, if we were to say the previous sentence using Japanese SOV order, it would be I, fruit, eat. It sounds a bit strange. Right? It sounds a bit strange, but once you get used to it, it's not bad at all. In fact, as we mentioned earlier, there are a lot of areas of Japanese that are much simpler than their English counterparts, right? Right. Now we'll go through and show you what some of them are. What we've decided to do is compare Japanese examples to English grammar examples so that you can really see the differences. The next one we'll talk about is tense. Well, first, what is tense? Good question. Tense refers to time, past, present, and future. Three main tenses. But in Japanese, there are only two tenses past and non past. It's called non past because Japanese uses the same tense for present and future. There is no distinction. So, as long as you have words that specify time, you can easily tell when the action is going to take place. Let's hear some examples. How about a simple sentence? Okay. Watashi wa super ni ikimasu. I go to the supermarket. Ikimasu is the verb and it means to go. So, Naomi sensei, that sentence is in the present tense. Right. How do we change it to the future? I will go to the supermarket. It would be the exact same sentence. Watashi wa super ni ikimasu. To make it even clearer that it's in the future, though, you can add a word that tells us when you will go to the supermarket, like Ashita. tomorrow or Laishu. next week. Now, if you have a word that indicates the future in there, then there's no doubt that this action will take place in the future. 
That's right. But the whole point is that there are less tenses than in English. And for those of you native English speakers who are listening to this, you don't realize how difficult English is.、Mm. For those of you who have studied English and are listening to this, congratulations. <laughs> okay, let's move on to another advantage that Japanese has over English. Naomi sensei, that is conjugation. Conjugation. Now, in a lot of languages, the verb conjugates, or in plain English, changes its form according、mm. to who is doing the action. Now, this is especially true for Romance languages, but we also see it in English. For example, I go versus he goes.、Mm. Go becomes goes. See how the verb changes according to who's doing the action? Now, Naomi sensei, what about Japanese? Japanese verb doesn't conjugate according to the subject. So basically, in Japanese, it doesn't matter who is doing the action, the verb stays the same. Naomi sensei, can we hear some examples? Sure. Now, don't worry about trying to catch every word. Just listen for the verb at the end. It's the same one we mentioned before. Ikimas to go. Sample sentence. Watashi wa super ni ikimas. I go to the supermarket. Peter wa super ni ikimas. Peter goes to the supermarket. The translation changed. I go to the supermarket. Peter goes to the supermarket. But the Japanese, you heard the exact same? Ikimas. In both sentences, right? The verb didn't change. And that makes grammar a lot easier for sure. Yes, indeed. All right, on to our next advantage Japanese has over English. <laughs> In the realm of easiness, let's talk about singulars and plurals. For English, we learn that to make plurals, we add s or es at the end. But when you think about it, there are tons of exceptions. Yeah, like knives, geese, mice, children. <laughs> I'm、uh, kind of getting the feeling you're remembering your、uh, childhood studies and the pain you went through to remember these exceptions to the rule. So, this is right. Now, in the case of Japanese, it does away with all this completely. Japanese words don't make the distinction between singular and plural. The word for book, hong, could refer to one book or two books. Or three could be million. <laughs> the word for car, kuruma. Could refer to one car or ten. Right. You'll find that it makes things a lot simpler. If you need to specify, say, multiple books or something like that, of course there are ways to count them. But the distinction is not that important that you need to worry about it. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit, shall we, Naomi sensei? Sure. Let's talk about some areas of Japanese grammar that are really unique.、Mm. Things that English might not even have. One of the biggest ones is. The use of formal and informal language. Now, in English, there are certain phrases that you can use to sound more polite. For example, I'd like versus I want.、Oh. But the thing about Japanese is that when you're speaking formally, you use an entirely different set of grammar. There are informal and formal ways to say everything. Usually, when you first learn Japanese, you learn to speak using formal language. It's really interesting how it works, though, since English doesn't have any real equivalent. And it gives you good insight into how Japanese culture works, too, since you have to speak to certain people in a certain manner. There's one more thing that we'd like to mention. We?、Oui, you mean me? I'm doing all the talking here now, <laughs> Mr. Sensei. 
Okay, something you should know about the Japanese language is that it's a really concise language. The key to sounding natural is leaving out anything that is already understood from context. You don't need to repeat yourself when it comes to the things like the subject. And again, plain English, the person doing the action. The subject, the thing doing the action, often disappears without a trace once it's been made clear. On the contrary, if you keep stating the subject every time, it will start to sound unnatural. So, really, all you need to worry about is the important information. Everything else that is already understood doesn't need to be mentioned again.、Hmm. All right, Naomi sensei, I think that just about covers it for our brief overview of Japanese grammar. We hope this has prepared you for your journey into the Japanese language. Hopefully, after this, there should be no major surprises. Keep up with JapanesePod101.com for more lessons that will teach you Japanese the easy and fun way. See you again.